Well, hey everybody, welcome again to Vineyard Altoona. Before I get started, uh, I want to just take a second and remind you today, uh, November 8th, we are having a fall crawl this afternoon. It begins at one o'clock uh, until four, all around at the, the homes that are available. And then uh, at five o'clock begins the bonfire. Your host has more information and, and should have a map for you. Uh, but we really hope you'll participate uh, one to four and then five to seven is the bonfire. Uh, so I hope you'll join us. Um, with that, let me go ahead and just get started uh, with our message. Uh, you know, I don't know if you have kids. Some of you do, some of you don't. But like when you're trying to teach your kids to do something, like maybe you're potty training your kid or, or trying to get behavior sorted out, uh, early on one of the things we learned is that reward systems are really helpful. That if you create a system where the kid gets a reward for proper behavior, uh, it's actually very effective. So my mom, in fact, uh, when our kids were learning to, to be potty trained, my mom had what she called potty candy. So every time you would go to the potty, you get a piece of candy. And it's just a basic reward system to re reward the behavior you're after. And, you know, most of us, if, if we have, uh, you know, wherever we work, there are some reward systems as well, right? So that if we do the things that the company wants us to do, they'll reward us. And I wonder, as we get started today, I wonder what rewards you're working for. I wonder what rewards motivate you. What are the rewards that you're ultimately seeking in your life? We're going to start sort of a new series. We just finished the series Off Limits um, where we were looking at areas of our lives that we struggle to surrender to God. And uh, we wrapped that up last week. And as I continued to read the Sermon on the Mount, uh, chapter six, really, I felt like we should take a look at. So it's a different series. We're going to call this series, But God, but we're just going to pick up where we left off uh, in chapter six. So a few weeks, we're going to uh, look at what Jesus continues to say in the Sermon on the Mount. Now, if you have a Bible, turn it to Matthew chapter 6. But as we turn to chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount, there's a very distinct shift that Jesus makes. He's changing sort of what he's focusing on. You know, all through chapter 5, Jesus was correcting the erroneous teachings of the Pharisees. He would say, you have heard it said. But I say to you, and he's correcting false and, and errant teaching. But when he turns to chapter six, he actually encourages us to, to do righteous action, that there are the ways that we ought to do uh, righteous acts. But he confronts the way we do righteous acts. He confronts our motivations for doing righteous acts. So we're going to begin in verse one. But before we do that, would you just pray with me? So Lord, we do welcome you into this time. And God, I pray that you would put your words in my mouth. Lord, as we open your word, will we hear your voice? Will we encounter your presence? God, would you speak to us? Would you teach us? Come, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to look at verse 1. We're going to look at one verse today. Chapter 6. Uh, of the book of Matthew, verse 1, and here's what it says. It says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have 
no reward from your Father in heaven. One verse, and it sets up all of chapter 6. So in the very beginning of this, what Jesus is addressing is, what reward are you seeking? Why are you doing the things that you do? What are you after? You know, when you do anything God commands you to do, what are you hoping to get? If you go and, and you, you sit to read the Bible, what is the thing that you're hoping to be rewarded? What is the reward that you want? When you uh, choose to keep a daily quiet time, what is it that you're after? What do you hope to attain? You know, when you uh, choose to worship God with music, what are you seeking to be rewarded by? When you choose to give money to the mission of the church, what is the reward that you're seeking? You know, what are you hoping to get? What reward are you after? It's a question of motivation that Jesus is uh, poking on here. What's driving the things that you do? You know, it's also a call to intentionality. That you ought to be aware of the things that drive what you do. That you ought to be aware of the reasons that you do the things that you do. And, and Jesus is teaching in this passage that every single one of us who engage in some form of spiritual practices, we do so because we expect some kind of reward. Now, I know there's uh, those among us who would go, no, 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 I do them because they're the right thing to do. I'm generous because it's the right thing to do. I do these things not because there's a reward, but because it's good for me to do so. We like to believe that maybe we're not necessarily interested in a, a reward, but the reality is all of humanity does things expecting a reward. Even atheists want to believe that we do good things not because there's a reward attached, but because they're inherently good. But it's simply not true. As human beings, there's always a reward we're pursuing. You know, humanitarian uh, organizations understand this. You know, they, they send you their mailer. If you've ever gotten anything asking you to give money to an organization, they all say, you can be someone who makes a difference. You can be someone who is generous. And the reward that they're selling you is an internal sense of goodwill, an internal sense of generosity. I have attained, somebody has told me that I'm generous. Or you can be somebody who alters other people's lives for the good. And what they're selling you is you give us your money and we will give you a reward, which is this feeling of doing something positive in the world. You know, not even, not only humanitarian organizations, but if you've ever gotten a phone call from the college you attended and it says, hey, would you give us more money as if the tens of thousands of dollars you gave them in the first place wasn't enough, they, but they say, give us more money so that you can provide the opportunity for someone else. And they're selling you this, this ability to, to be a do-gooder for someone else. You have done good by somebody else. Or if you give a whole lot of money, they'll name a building after you. And the reward you get is the notoriety, that there's always some reward. That's actually what Jesus is saying here. He says there's always a reward. This idea of working for a reward is integral to the whole Sermon on the Mount, in fact. Let me give you a few examples. If you, if you just flip back to chapter 5, verse 12, Here's what Jesus says there. He says, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. 
And then in verse 46 of chapter 5, he says, If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? And then if we just go to the next verse from where we are now, uh, verse 2 says this, Truly I, have, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Verse 4, Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He says the same thing several more times about God will reward you and, and they have re received their reward in full. And when you get to the end of this section of scripture, Matthew 6, 20 says, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. You know, we talk about that by way of giving a lot of times. But what Jesus is actually saying is store up rewards that you get in heaven, the kind of rewards that you should be after would be stored in heaven. Jesus talks all about reward. It's so integral. And in fact, the disciples get this idea of reward crystal clear. If you look at what Paul says, Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians 3, he says this, he says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. And catch this, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. The Apostle John, 2 John 1.8 says, Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for. What do we not want to lose? But that you may be rewarded fully. The message of the scriptures cover to cover is that we're working for a reward. And Jesus doesn't hide this. The question is, what reward are we working for? Are we working for a reward that God gives or are we working for some other reward? And before we get too far off the beaten path here, there's the, there is a teaching of this idea of prosperity gospel that if you just give enough money, God will give you more money. There's nowhere in scripture that legitimately supports that idea. In fact, the heroes of the faith in Hebrews, who, who God, God would say was, were great in faith, were people who didn't get necessarily a material reward. The reward they were working for was something beyond this world. So let's not get off in the weeds saying that prosperity teaching is where we're going. That's not where we're going. Jesus says that the people of God are to, rework for the, are to work for the reward that God gives. But what does it mean to work for the reward that God gives? I want to start out by addressing what it absolutely can't mean. Look again with me at verse 1. It says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Sometimes we read this verse and we think that we're not supposed to do any acts of righteousness in front of any people ever. That, that you know, don't want to do anything anywhere people might see it. So let's not give where people might see it. Let's not pray in front of people. Let's make sure we don't read the Bible in front of people. If we serve the poor, we need to figure out a super secret way to serve the poor so that nobody could ever see it. But the problem with this approach, the problem with this approach is that it directly contradicts something Jesus said already in the Sermon on the Mount. If you flick back to uh, verse uh, 16 of chapter 5, Jesus says this. He says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good 
deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus says that people are indeed supposed to see your acts of righteousness, that people will see them, and that they will glorify God when they see them. But Jesus can't here then be saying that we need to always hide our righteous acts. Look closer with me at verse 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others. What does it say next? To be seen by them. Jesus is again here getting at motivation. He's saying, don't do your acts of righteousness with the goal in mind that people will applaud you. What Jesus is saying is that if you do your acts of righteousness with the intent of being seen, that's reward in and of itself. That you are actually compensated, that you are rewarded appropriately. That you did it to be seen by other people and they gave you the reward that you were seeking. And what he says is that's that you can expect nothing from God. That God will not reward you for the act that was done and paid back already. At risk of doing what, God, uh, what Jesus says not to do here, I want to tell you something from my own life just to sort of illustrate the point. Um, when I do my quiet time in the morning, frequently what happens is there'll be a verse that just really pops off the page. And I really feel like, man, I should share this or I should put this on social media. And there's nothing inherently wrong with doing that. So long as the reason I'm doing it is because you should see it. It's beneficial to you. But the temptation and the twisted motivation, a lot of times, is for me to make sure I tell you that this came out of my daily quiet time. So that you think I'm a holy person. So that you can say, wow, he's holy and righteous. He has a daily quiet time. And if that's my motivation, when you acknowledge that, I've been paid back in full. That Jesus says I should expect nothing by way of reward from God. And so frequently, I don't share anything. I don't post any of those things. My life is full of those places. And I bet if you're honest, yours is probably full of those places too, where you struggle to do the things that God has invited you to do without doing them for other people to see. Maybe you're someone who's able to give a lot of money and who's able to be very generous toward the church, but the struggle for you is to not work in to daily conversation. Well, you know, I did, I, I did help the church out here. I did tell them, give them this. You're, you struggle to, to be someone who can give without trumpeting your own giving. Or, or maybe you're someone who likes to read the Bible, but every time you get in conversation about the Bible, you got to talk about how you read it cover to cover in 90 days. Or, you know, I've read the Bible through this many times, cover to cover, and we always have to talk about it. And what Jesus says is the acknowledgement that people give you or the accolade that people give you for saying that, that is all the reward that you expect, that that's all you should expect, that we're not expecting anything more from God. It, the accomplishment itself and the acknowledgement of the accomplishment is its own reward. You know, this could be anything at all. It could be giving, it could be helping the poor, it could be having a regular quiet time, it could be having, having a regular Sabbath, it could be sharing the gospel. Jesus says that if you're doing any act of righteousness, in order to be seen and acknowledged by people, the reward that you get from them is all you should expect, that God will give you no other reward. So how do we do things 
that God would reward us? How do we do the things that God rewards? If we're supposed to work for rewards that only God gives, how do we do that? What Jesus is challenging in this passage is hypocrisy. He's challenging being an actor and being an imposter, being someone who appears to be something for everyone to see who at their core is not also the same thing. It's pretending to be a righteous person without actually being a righteous person. Jesus is saying, if you're doing these things only for people to see them and to commend you, you're a hypocrite. You're an actor. You're an imposter. That there's no reward for you if that's, the, if that's what you're trying to do. To do things the way God rewards is to do things authentically. It's why it's one of the core values in this church is authenticity, that we want to actually be the kind of people that God rewards. Not to put on a show, not to pretend to be, but we actually do want to become the kind of people who do the things out of the core of our being that God asks us to do. That means that we don't just pray when people will hear us and commend us for our prayers. We pray when nobody hears us but God. It it means that we don't just give when people will acknowledge our generosity. We give when only God sees how much we give. Here's a really good test. If you give a lot of money to the church and decisions don't go your way, If you get upset, it may be that you're giving for the wrong reason. It means we don't just read the Bible so that we can tell people we did. We read the Bible when only God knows. It means that we don't just expressively worship when people are around to see us, but that in our own quiet worship time with the Lord, we expressively worship because he is due the praise that we can give that we expressively worship whether people see it or not. To do the things God rewards means that we do them even if no one else finds out, if nobody else ever sees it. We do these not to get praise from people, but we do these to get God. That's our motivation, that our only motivation is that we do these to get God, that our true reward is to get God. Is that what we want? Will we do acts of righteousness when God himself is the reward? Is it true for you? Do you worship God not to put on a show, but to get God, to get him, to to express to him who who you see him as and who he is in your life and uh, what he's worth? Do you worship him to get him? Do you pray to God to get God? Not that you might get things, but that the great reward of prayer is God himself. Do you pray to get God? Do you read the Bible to get God? Not just so that you can read page after page, but that so the the essence of who God is and the life that he offers gets inside of you. Do you read the Bible to get God? Do you give to the poor Not so that you can be seen as somebody who's generous and loving of the poor, but so that you can get God. Is that what you do things for? If your only motivation is to have more of God, then it literally doesn't matter who's around to see it. 
If all you want is more of God, you can have that, whether people see your acts or they don't see your acts. You'll do it no matter who sees it. And here's the deal. If you legitimately, from the inside of who you are, worship God to get God, serve God to get God, then you'll do that when people are around. People will not see that it's about you. People will see that it's about God. If you've ever seen somebody who worships so expressively and is not at all concerned whether you like it or not, likely their story is that they worship God to get God. Is that you? You see, whenever you're willing to do those things, what the Bible calls that is faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That God will reward those who seek him. And he himself is the reward. Friends, the only way that we can begin to do this is because Jesus reached out to us first. And so as we move into a time of communion, this is what we remember, that Jesus has made a way for us to worship God and to get God. So we're going to move into communion now, and you can get your elements, and we'll begin in just a second.